All right. So this is Wendy's talk with, I don't know how to pronounce that. Is it Zygel? Zygo? Uh, it is Zygel. Yeah. A lot of people pronounce it Ziggle, Zygel. It, it doesn't really matter to me. As long as you say either Ziggle or, or Zygel, it's, you get it right. But Zygo is incorrect. Zy no. <laughs> Zygel or Ziggel. Those are the, the, the two ones that people say. It, and those are the, the correct one is technically Zygel, but Ziggle is fine. It's just a dumb name I came up with. So I, it's not too, I'm not going to be a stickler on the pronunciation. Gotcha. I was about to get into like, what's the entomology of that? Yeah. Um, I think it's etymology. Honest... Entomology is like the study of like pastries. It, which one's the study about bugs? And entomology. I don't know. So endometriosis. Anyway. <laughs> that sounds complicated. Um, so the I came up with this name. It doesn't have any basis in any language that I know of. I was just sleep deprived one night, and I was thinking, um, if if I want something that's going to be public on the internet, or like for music, or for whatever I end up doing, I want a name for myself that is unique. Is I don't want something like, oh, I just picked this word in the dictionary. That, that no, I wanted something unique to me that um, catches people's eyes, you know? Because a lot of people, my, I've, I've had my friends say, oh, Zygels are like what? I mean, when they, when I first coined it, it was yes. they were like, it's 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 stupid. It, like it doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, that's the point. But you see, you're gonna remember it because of that. Like it, it's it's weird. It, you've never seen it before, and it looks cool. I mean, I picked it because it's a visually cool name too. Right, right. Uh, I mean, like, it's like it, it's not like a boring like. I mean, it, like X Y G Y L. That's a lot of. I don't know. There's a lot going on in it, and I just picked it because it's easy to say. Um, it catches people's eyes, and it's something I can, you know, put out there, and it sounds interesting. So that's why I picked it. Right. Um, I also looked up. I've been using the word entomology wrong. Entomology is, in fact, the study of insects. Entomology. Yeah, that's the study of insects. Which one's the one about words? And and whatever. You know, I don't know. Study of words. Etymology. Etymology, okay. Etymology. I swear to God, the English language is made by just drunk people throwing darts in an alphabet. I mean, that's sort of what happens when, you know, the basically the easiest way to what's it called the easiest way to like make sure water was clean for a while was to basically turn it into beer oh yeah people don't like talk about this uh, i don't think people bring bring this up enough but the easiest way to like sanitize water for like thousands of years was just to make it into alcohol and that's a lot of why people like drank so much so so much of history is just written by people who are just drunk all the time yeah. I remember reading somewhere in India, I think. Um, That's a place, just speaking yeah. Of, uh, of <laughs> just speaking of uh, alcohol, they would come up with I, I, ideas and they would debate them sober and drunk because in, in order for ideas to be called a good idea, it, it, it had to be um, a good idea sober and drunk. Right. Which it had I to think work on both levels. It had to work on both sides because it couldn't either work on one or the other. Right. It's, so, I mean, it's kind of a different version of the classic right drunk at it sober, which is, I think, more of a Western philosophy about art yeah. making. I mean, if you're drunk and you make something that sounds good and then you're sober and it still sounds good, I mean, most of the time it's going to be a good idea. So you're not thinking well, too, too hard about it. 
the part that people don't realize that what if the person's ideas are bad in general? Yeah, that's another thing too. Co cognitive bias, it can be uh, something very detrimental to ideas. And I mean, right. we're still seeing that to today. Well, I think it's I mean, something that doesn't get brought up creatively enough is like people are like, you know, follow your ear, you know, follow what you like. Well, like, what if you have shitty taste? I have seen that so many times. My friends, so since since, since, I, get, since I started getting into music production, there are some friends that do it on the side that don't know anything about music theory. They just play random notes on the piano they think sound good. And to them, you know, it might sound good. Our art is really subjective and really um up to interpretation but right. as someone who knows how to who knows what scale like they don't even know what a key signature is they they and when i tell them that their songs sound shit they're like no i think it sounds really they use words like like jazzy and unique and i'm like no it's just like you can call it unique all, all you want like a, a unique turd is still a turd right exactly so, a unique turd is still a turd and i mean and I'm seeing that a lot t t t today. I didn't want to talk about it too much on the podcast because I know that it's a pretty tired out subject. But you're seeing a lot of unique turds today. Mainly in, um, I, I was thinking about COVID and like how people have so many of these ideas, and it's just like, like, the, like I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I know that it, it's super dried out and it's really bad. But, um, well, it's it's also like kind of the new normal more than I think people are willing to acknowledge god i mean yeah people are willing to acknowledge it and it, it is becoming a new normal in way of people living just um being quarantined and being uh stuck inside all, all the time but um i i see so many times that um uh people just have all these suit like first it was 5g then it was bill gates and I don't even know what it is I now. I don't know. What, what what's the Bill Gates thing? Like, I get the whole like Epstein connection, but the dude is also like put like billions of dollars into like, you know, like saving like people in Africa from dying of disease. Like, I think like, I don't think they're, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's done a lot of good. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I've seen because I'm, I'm friends with a lot of, um, well, I'm friends with a lot of people, and some of those people are like people that post on their story about all like they just okay let me let me preface by saying this i i understand that there are problems in this in this world yes um i know there are problems in this world that need to be um voiced out and i'm not ignorant right. to that either most of my beliefs are pretty libertarian I, I don't like to call myself republican or or democratic i i just like to have my b beliefs but you know if i'm looking at it from the red or blue standard most of my beliefs are are blue because I am for a lot of human rights stuff, but there, there comes a point where I look at all this stuff and I'm just like, can you shut up, please? Like, uh, a lot of it's really pretentious. And and, and I, I say this because one of the things that I saw when you're talking about Bill Gates is that they were saying that, like, yeah, Bill Gates has, done, has donated a bunch of his money, but that's like 0.5% of his entire wealth and he could be donating so much more. And it's like... Dude it, also it really, like agreed to like donate fifty percent of his income when he dies. Yeah, no, he said that his kids are only getting ten million each, which might sound like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. But when it you look at his entire network, to like a billionaire. No, for a billionaire, that's like, like they're getting gypped. 
Yeah, and I mean that's 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 reasonable. Jackie Chan, uh, I remember reading this. His um, he said that he's he's not going to give his kids anything because if they deserve that money, then they don't need it, and they'll be able to make it on on their own. Which I mean, if you're a if you're a parent and you make all that money, you should at least give some of it to your kids. I think that's part of it. You know, is passing on wealth to the next generation. Um, but you know, to each that their own. I, I see where he's coming from, but but anyway. Um, I remember watch. I remember seeing this on their story about how Bill Gates is only donating a small number of his um, or a small percentage of his wealth to all these charitable organizations, and it's like it. I could be ignorant on this, but as far as I'm concerned, a lot of that money is um, in the company and isn't liquid. Yeah. yeah well, so he can't just pull that out of his company and. I mean, I, I, like, if we look at Jeff Bezos, you know, his net worth is like, what, $120 billion? I wonder how much money is in his actual bank account. Because a lot of that money, the reason why it's so rich is because it's all on Amazon. It's all in Amazon stocks. So, right. like, you know, if you if you look at it like that, and, I mean, we don't know how much they're worth, in, like, how much money they actually have to spend on things. And I think we need to know that number before we shame them for donating any of their money. Because, you know, you can shame them for, like, oh, so let's say he has conservatively 10 billion in his bank right that's what he has that's what he has to spend on whatever he needs if he donates a billion dollars of that money you could either see it as oh that's like one out of 120 of uh, or one one twentieth of his wealth or do you say that's one in 10 which is like a different number but either way that's still a billion dollars and i don't think you should shame them for that because they didn't have to do that nothing obligated them to donate that money so even if they donate a dollar you should thank them well, absolutely. And I also don't think people understand how much of the capital markets are just like made up money that could never possibly exist. Yeah. If you think about it, like if Jeff Bezos put $130 billion worth of Amazon stock out on the market, how much the Amazon stock would plummet and it would be like, I'm not worthless, but you know what I mean? Like you would get a fraction yeah. of that if you went to go sell it all. Yeah. And that's a dumb idea because you, I mean, also, I have, to, I have to see this from the billionaire's point of view because if I was in his shoes, you know, I'm, there's like I have to put that money in the company because if you take if you take that money out, you know, it's not just the the company that's not benefiting. There's a lot of other people that have money in there, and then that they're also going to be um, uh, finance in financial jeopardy because that that money is going to go down. And if it, I mean, I'm not talking about the average Joe. I'm talking about like higher up investors, and that money is just going to go. To right, shit. For, for real people we should be protecting right now. Yeah. But I mean, I do see their, their their point of view. I feel like that they should be taxed higher and there should be laws about them, you know, because one of the arguments that they said was um, if, they, if we're going to get taxed higher in the Americas or not in America, in, in America then they're going to be um, uh, taxed. Then they're going to go to other companies, the, the tax havens and other companies. And it's like, well, then just, you know, monitor that too. I mean, there's a lot right. of. I don't know, man. Man, we started this podcast to talk about music, and here we are talking about like financial issues and the billionaires. Right. Man, I mean, but, imagine if we did this entire podcast and we never talked about music. I mean, you know, just two people talking. I mean, we could talk about music, but I mean, there are different topics, and you know, we're, we're not just musicians. I feel like that's yeah, something. Right. Like, you know, we're, you know, we're men, we have, you know, some version of masculinity that you know 
obviously masculinity is something underrepresented in the media right now. Mm. What do you mean by that? Uh, just that was that was not serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a bit of a, <laughs> of a rib for you. you know the white I'm male sorry, is I'm very a... underserved market in the uh, current political climate. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I see, I see that. I mean, I'm I'm a white male. I don't know if you're a white male, but uh, correct. Yes, I don't know. it's very difficult. I mean, I'm not racist. I mean, I'm I'm not Mexican, and I'm not racist. But so I mean, I I mean, on on my campus, I've been called uh, a bigot and a racist just because like and well, just because I have a couple of beliefs. So one of my b- beliefs, and I I got one of my classmates mad. Um, she was in my uh, music theory class, and um, you said you said you didn't want to talk about school. No, I, I don't talk about like the subject I'm studying, but like I will talk about drama in school. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll talk about drama all day, man. This is funny. Um, there, there was a girl in my um, music theory class, and I'm not going to mention okay. her, her okay. name or anything, but um, uh, she was talking uh, with with one of her, her friends about um, abortion which is a very touchy subject. And I, and I said just blatantly because um, she was asking other people around and she was like, Hey, um, uh, what, what's you, your stance on this? Is they were in an argument. They just wanted to get like a third, a third unbiased party. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm pro-life. And then the look on her face turned from like, she thought, she, she thought I was going to back her up because she thought it was like one of those artsy progressive students. And now, and, and she, her face turned to like su- surprise. She was like, you're pro-life? And then it devolved in this whole argument. And I said like, yeah, I think it's, it's murder. I think that it's a potential human. And she just called me a bigot. And it's hard to take those people seriously because I see where they're coming from. But like, if you're gonna use words incorrectly, it's like you're not doing a whole good for your cause, right? It's like I she has a point, but like the verbiage is bad. Yeah, I think I think there's two parts to every argument. There's the actual facts you have, and then there's the the way you present them. And oh, absolutely, I think a lot of I mean, a lot of life comes down to the way things are presented. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, like one of my favorite examples, since this is a music podcast, so I'll talk about that. Is uh, 432. No. Um, you know about the whole 432 thing. I- I'm assuming you do because you're a musician. I, I would think. Oh, it's the uh, frequency thing where people are tuning down to 432 because they think it's like it's more spiritual or whatever. Yes. And I've had arguments with, with that too, where they they have the composure there. But right. it's like the facts. Like I don't know, man. That's just the, that's just an example I can come up with off top top of my head. That I, I don't know where I was gonna go with that. But right. I mean, like the four thirty two sounds good on paper, but when you actually look at it, it's like okay. I know I brought it up because it's like a re- reverse of the blue haired girl thing, where the blue haired girl had um, good facts, bad presentation. Four thirty two has good presentation, but holy shit, once you look, once you look into it, it just kind of falls apart. Well, yeah, but I podcast. Sorry, what was that? Oh, I said this is really scuffed. Uh, I don't. I don't. 
I don't, I don't have a topic sheet or anything. I'm just kind of free-balling it. <laughs> oh, I have a topic sheet. Oh, yeah, let's go by that then. Oh, uh, okay. Need some structure with that, bro. Need some structure. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the base nectar situation? The, uh, excuse me? Base nectar situation. Base neck? I'm, I'm unfamiliar base with nectar. this. Base nectar. Base, yeah. base nectar. What, 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 what's going on with that? I, I don't follow a whole lot of music stuff. Bass Nectar. So uh, Bass Nectar is a uh, very successful bass musician. Mm-hmm. As in his name is not subtle. And um, he was kind of, I guess he has been, you know, proven to have, you know, been like grooming people and, you know, just psychologically manipulating people for just, you know, like a decade. Yeah, that were, you know, 16, 17 years old, let's say. That he was also sleeping with. I don't get it, man. I don't... Look, I don't get it. I I, I saw this oh, on the Smash right. community. He is... He is hmm? What? So keep in mind, he is, like, currently 42, so... He was yeah, I, I just looked him up. ...older than these women. I think people kind yeah. of undercut that fact like how much older he is than like your average producer in some way just because he's been at it so long oh yeah but i mean i i just looked him up 42 <laughs> i mean okay here's here's my thoughts on stuff like that i mean i'm i i, I don't have I, I, I don't have a single published song out right now i mean i, I, I have a lot of parts i'm working on is, you what? Know, was, that's kind of like what the appeal is. I was going to call this like the most obscure produced EDM. No, yeah, no, that's that's good. I mean, if I ever do end up going somewhere with this, it, it would be cool to, to look back at this before I ever had a song out. So, you know, I, I mean, for the future, this is going to be really neat. But um, anyway, so I, I saw this in the Smash community where there's just like a lot of people that are grooming minors. And my my thinking is if. If you're in a position, Brothers. what? The Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, and, the, and yeah, Super Smash Bros. Um, where they're grooming a bunch of minors and manipulating them and doing all this really shady, gross, sticky stuff. I I don't get it. Like, if you're you, for the for for the Smash community, they play video games for a living. There were there are people that would kill for that. They would just right. play video games and have fun, and they make millions of dollars. Or not millions, but they make a lot of money. Some of them actually do make millions. A lot of esports, a lot of good esports players make millions of dollars, but uh, they, they probably make good money, and they get all this fame, and they get all this social media clout. And the same thing with, um, what was it, Bass Noise? Bass Nectar. Base nectar. I'm sorry. Um, I'm familiar with them, but uh, yeah, and the s- same thing with uh, base nectar. Um, like he's a DJ, you know. Like there are people that would love these careers, and then they just—is it really that hard to just not diddle kids? I, I don't. I don't get it. Is it really that hard to just keep your hands to yourself or just ID them? Like, yeah, good part on. of um, part of like you know success makes it like difficult to not abuse it look and this is this is my thinking too um i don't get why you would even want a kid i mean like taking out the fact that it's disgusting aside like an adult female is just more 
I don't know, her body's more developed. She she probably is more experienced. Like, what do you want with a kid? Girl, you don't want. You want naivety. You want someone you can manipulate, ultimately, I think, is what it boils down to. I mean, I guess, but then just find a stupid adult. Like, I don't know why I have to mess with kids. It's like... I don't know if we should be advocating for manipulation in general, but... <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not advocating for it, but I'm, I'm saying just, like, it's like you, yeah. you understand that read of what I'm saying is like, I said like we should just not be manipulating people. They're like, we'll manipulate someone who's of age. It's like, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like I said, unscripted. I don't know what I'm saying. That was that was kind of yikes. Um, my main thing here is like, do it. it, it fuck, there's no way to twist that around. I got, I, I, oh. <laughs> I, I yeah. You you got me, bro. I I don't know what I was thinking there. I was just kind of okay. My because my my train of thought is like just at least if you're make sure they're of age, but then also manipulation is really like a piece of shit thing to to do. It's like right. it's like stacking. You you know, like there's manipulation, and then there's the fact that they're underage. And I'm just knocking down a peg, so now it's just manipulation, and I gotta knock down that peg, so now it's nothing. It's like it's like a touchy subject Jenga. If that maybe makes let's sense. just like in general try to have positive relationships with people. Yeah, no, of course. Your impulse to have a relationship with someone is because you think you can control them, but you shouldn't be around. You shouldn't? Okay. Okay, let's end this off by saying pedophilia is wrong. Make sure that they're of legal consenting age wherever you are. Pedophilia. It's a phenophilia. It's a phenophilia. It's what? Phenophilia. What's that? What's that? It's when you, like, pursue people, teenagers, not children. Don't pursue underage people and don't manipulate people. There. I, I think that's good. I ended that off fine. <laughs> you you were a second away from me doing like a jump cut into a different topic. Just leaving you hanging. I, I cleared it up. That manipulation is wrong. Manipulation there. bad. Manipulation no. not good. Um, so which DAW do you use? What DAW do I use? I use Ableton Live. Ableton Live. Is it Live 6, Live 7? Live 10.1. Live 10.1. And I uh, got the most recent one because I yes. don't know how to get the old ones. Live 6 is really what I, where it's at, I hear. Live 6? Why do people choose to use older DAWs? I, I'm making this up, but um, for the sake of argument. Oh. For the sake of argument, it's like there's, um, like, you know, sometimes things get worse with age. Really? I mean, like, think about, like, how many musicians made much better music when they were younger? I guess, yeah. Like the, well, same, the same inevitably has to be true of software. There definitely has to be software that's been overworked to the point where it's now much worse than it used to be. See that? Some Another reason that I've heard, like uh, with Hans, Hans Zimmer, he, he only upgrades... Um, once there's a whole new version so like he wouldn't update i don't know the whole ableton live things but he wouldn't upgrade to like 10.1 or 10.2 he would wait for ableton live 11 when all the bugs are flushed out and then he would upgrade that's why i thought people wanted the older dolls doesn't he, he want it all the... i i think so but i i mean uh, this it's just an, uh, an analogy no he he, he is ableton now J- just for the example he, he uses ableton now Okay. Cubase so, not a good song anymore. He's just Ableton now. <laughs> damn. Ableton's not. But a doll. Ableton's not a doll, dude. It's just what you put music in. 
Um, but that's a, that's a digital audio workstation. That's a, that's a tree of what you put music into. I don't know, dude. I, I like to use GarageBand and um, r- files recorded from my Hello Kitty microphone. You have a Hello Kitty microphone. I do not have a Hello Kitty microphone. I wish I did, though. <laughs> no, I have, a, I, have a headset. What? I, I just have a crappy little gaming headset because I'm a broke gotcha. call student spending my money on music. Um, but anyway, so what DAW do, do you use? Just uh, just for the audience, anyone who doesn't has never heard the show before, I use Bitwig. 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 Obscure DAWs. Well, that's you know that's EDM Obscura. Also Bitwig, I wouldn't call it There's, Obscure DAW. Well, I mean, it's not Ableton or FL, so I mean, I, I think it's pretty obscure. I I I haven't Cubase. heard of it. Cubase, Reason, Reaper. Yeah, I mean, this is this is my thing. Like, with there's with so many DAWs are out there, and so many well priced ones. Like. When, whenever I first started to make music, I, I was super overwhelmed because I didn't know exactly where to head. I was going to head towards that. Like, okay, because my, my thinking when choosing a doll was I don't want to choose a doll strictly because I'm a beginner. You know, I wanted right. to pick a doll because I, like, I wanted to pick the, the, the doll that I want to end up using. And the doll I wanted to end up using was Ableton because I liked uh, the session view. I liked all of its stock plugins. I've used Ableton b- b- before on a friend's laptop. I think it was Ableton Nine, and I I enjoyed the, the workflow. Right, right. Uh, it works good with because I I don't have a, a MIDI keyboard. I just draw in notes. Um, I mean I, I don't really need it either because you know I have basic music theory understanding, so I just I can count the half steps and just make chords like that. And right. it has and I mean, it, yeah. He actually is the one who inspired me to to do it like that, but you know that's we we we, we can talk about that later. Well, um, did you pirate a copy of his masterclass? I did buy a cut. I did not pirate it. I bought it because I, I want to support him because I I love Dead Mouse and I wouldn't feel in good conscience, um, pirating something like that. Is I want to support him. I love his music. I love what he does. I like um everything about him, except a couple of things. Um, what do you not love about Dead Mouse? Top five. What? Do I not love about Dead Mouth? Top five. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I have five things, but I make them up. <laughs> he puts the toilet paper the wrong way. I can't get by that man. He puts it so the the side that pulls down is towards the wall. I can't get down with that man. I can't yeah, support that's, him. That's I, don't know, I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but in all reality, though, um, he's really secretive. With a lot of what he does, there are a lot of projects that he has that I want to listen to. Um, like, um, fuck, I can't, can't, can't remember what it's called here. Dead Ma- there, I have a whole playlist on, on YouTube made by this guy, um, Dead Mouse Rarities and stuff. Because I feel like uh, he puts out more stuff than your average. Uh, oh, no. He, the thing I love about him is that he he has quantity and quality and that's what i love about it he um he has so many different um songs and genres and it's like he nails it i mean there are some i don't like like what uh 
Acadia is one song I don't like because I feel like the drop is a little bit sudden and some of his songs I don't like the 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 drop one of the ones I can think of is um let me find it it's um uh beneath with me with cascade uh I I hate that drop so much it, it it's just silence and then it's it's like silence for like a quarter note and then it starts up again and it's just like I don't like it, man. And I mean, but most of, most of the stuff I, I, he makes, I do enjoy. But you know, not not every artist is perfect, and I'm not gonna suck his dick too much. So I mean, every every artist has their. I mean, I, I don't hate him. You know, every artist has their ups and downs, but um, he has some downs that I can't get get past. And some of it, a lot of it, is with his his drops. They just seem to be really like either forced or like weird. But I mean, everything else I, I like about him. His synthesis is. Uh, how he uses analog stuff and how he takes time with all of his work and how he, I mean, he, he's, he's worth like 50 million and he could probably be worth a lot more if he got signed to a, a label. But, right. I but he also him. like is not, he also like spends every cent he gets. Yeah. He does have a lot of really cool cars, but I mean, if you're at his level, I mean, if I had his money, I would also buy cool cars because fuck you. I'm dead mouse. Um, so I'm interviewing Dead Mouse right now? No, I said if I was Dead Mouse, but that would be for me If I were Dead Mouse, if I was Dead Mouse, I would be um I would be buying my I'd buy a lot of cool stuff. I also am pretty good. If you were Dead Mouse, why do you keep um mail sending me emails asking to be on this podcast? Because I'm desperate, man. I'll, I'll give away all my 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 money. I just want to be on this obscure podcast on the on the sink. You know, it's my dream. Yeah, but how, how about you? What are some artists that you idolize? Um, I, don't, I don't idolize anyone. I think uh, hero worship is a very negative thing, and it's very damaging to people. Okay, maybe not idolize. What are some artists that you respect? That, that that's that's a better way to put it. Um, I really like Porter Robinson. He's a guy that's cool. Oh, I I know Porter Robinson. I like some of his stuff. You've met him? I've not met Porter Robinson, though I have listened to his music. Gotcha. I, I can go buy it. Um, the LCD sound system. Is that a band or a or a piece of equipment? LCD sound system is um is a is a group that's sort of centered around a person. You know, like a lot of bands are just like one guy, and they sort of act like it's a band. Yeah. Uh, the Tame Impala is another one. Tame Impala. Man, these, these are a lot of... I've heard of Tame Impala, record producer. Yeah, so Tame Impala, LCD Sound System, Porter Robinson, those are those are three people who influence me. Hmm, for me it would be Dead Mouse, Mr. I, Bill, and Mr. Bill. Clean, man. Clean. Um, Mr. Bill is definitely an influence. Let me check. Let me find a fourth one for you. Let me dig through my uh, my Spotify. <laughs> uh, do you know who this Oliver Tree guy is? I know who Oliver Tree is. I gotta admit, I'm not a fan, but I can respect it. I don't love I think... when he presents himself, but I do like. Yeah. Um. Foster the People is actually a very big influence, believe it or not. Foster the People. Yes. 
Like, What's the song by, by them again? I, I I've heard of them. I like it, it's in the back of my head. I can't. Um, Pumped up kicks. Oh, that okay. that that band. Okay, I I, I can get by that. Not huge on that song, but you know, like the mm-hmm. stuff. Playing a beat is a fun song. With the no, I was just saying the song is like that's the one they made. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! I have so many Dead Mouse songs. I also quite like Dead Mouse. Um, I think it's hard not to if you're really into EDM because he he's done so much and he's been a huge part of the genre for so long. I mean, like I'm not saying you have to like him, but you have to at least respect what he's done and what he does continue to do. Absolutely. Um, I mean, but what is your favorite Dead Mouse album? Let's do that. Favorite? Oh, okay. Let me. I I don't. Um, it has to be a tie between album title goes here and while one is less than two. It has. It, I can't decide between those two. It's. It's like because album title go, 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 goes here is nothing but hits in my opinion, and it's while it's one is greater than two, it certainly has songs on it. Oh yeah, it has a F- collaboration with my first on it though, which I don't think is excusable as an artistic decision. Wait, with who? Cypress Hill. On which which album? Album title goes goes here. Um, yes. What what, what song is that? Um, that song is called Failbait. Failbait. Oh, you don't like Cypress Cypress Hill? I I I've heard of them a whole lot. I don't think liking Cypress Hill is an excusable behavior. What I'm saying. Oh yeah, I I just listened to like a second of it. Yeah, I I I can get behind that. I mean, though, one of my things about about music is I don't have to necessarily enjoy the genre or the artist, but I can like come at it from an objective point of view. And I mean, I can see how someone would like Philbate. Um, I don't, but yeah, that's um how I like to go about music because I I think it's really um close-minded and naive if you want to say like i i only like this or i don't like these people because i mean you you cannot like the music that they make but i mean there's always a craft that goes with it and but you can i think i don't know i think it's possible to like think that someone's artistic influences are so bad that you probably would not get along with them as a person yeah that's true like i like one of the people i can think of like i i don't like I can respect with what they 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 do and how they they do it is uh, Billie Eilish. Yes. Like I I I can respect the music that she she makes and like the message that she's trying to send to young women, but I fucking hate how she presents herself. I I fucking hate it. I can't get by it. I don't like. You can't act. For for me, it's like you can't act like oh I'm so. Uh, like I don't know. Like if you're at her level of popularity and you have all of this money and you look at her in in all of these spectacular outfits and all of these things where she's like making this music for like the everyday girl it's like come on man like i don't know maybe i'm just not really into the whole like like i i present myself very humbly i don't like to think of myself too big on anything i like to present myself just as someone that exists you know and i if i ever did do something with music i wouldn't present myself like that i wouldn't be wearing all this flashy 
um, designer clothes. I just wear like jeans and a sweatshirt because that's just how I roll. You know, I if you're gonna if you're gonna listen to, to, to my music, you don't give a shit about me. Oh, like that's that's how I want to, to to think about it. You shouldn't give a shit about who I am. About my, you shouldn't give a shit about uh, my name. You shouldn't give a shit about my age. Anything. You shouldn't give a shit about my my, my gender. You should only care my next about the music questions. that I make. Hmm. That's what the people want to know, though. Those were my next three questions. <laughs> um. I mean, Go ahead. Like, think about it. In like, you know, ten years, when AIs can, are, can make music as good as you know your average Ableton ear, um, it's going to distinguish you other than you know your age, your name, your gender, and your you know, your worldview. What's going to if a robot can do what you do? The only thing that matters is your perspective on the thing and the way you present the thing. Oh, of course. Because robots I mean, are definitely very bad at marketing. Oh yeah, but I mean, I don't want to do that, man. If it ever does come, I mean, I personally don't think that robots would ever produce music. I think I think there is a certain human touch to music that is very like. If you listen to, I don't know, man. Like, music has an emotion to it that I don't think machines can emulate anytime soon. I think eventually they would be able to emulate it because when you look at it, it's just sounds. But emotion comes from a lot of that emotion just like comes from like chords. Yeah, but it's like how you use those chords and how you like one of my favorite pieces, um, Claire the the Lune by Debussy. Like that piece has emotion to it, and you can you you can feel it. And I don't think a, a machine would ever be able to do that as effectively. I mean, maybe. You know, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think music is always going to be something human made. I mean, machines can um, assist in it. I mean, I have Ableton. That's um, digital. That's, you know, it, it's not an instrument that I'm physically playing. It's it's MIDI that I'm putting in and synthesizers, but right. there's still a human behind it. And I, and I think one of the appeals of music is um, the humanness of it and the the way it can bring people together socially and this the emotion of it because i mean it, it, music without emotion is just playing a scale and then just calling that a song like it's not about but how much what of, it is how much of dance music is that i don't know a lot of dance music is just generic you know pump this out because um you know, money and it makes people it's rave, kind of, but you know, or just because you know you want to make something that sounds like Dead Mouse. Well, I, I I'm inspired by Dead Mouse. But I don't think I want to make something no, that sounds exactly like him. You, I'm just I'm making a general statement. It just mm -hmm. happens to apply to you. It's not a direct attack. It applies to me. No, I, I get it. I'm like doing I mean, it. Inspirations is work right now. You know. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can have inspirations, but that's not going to... I mean, I could try to sound like Dead Mouse all I want. I'm never going to, because Dead Mouse has his own life that he lived and his own experiences and his own artistic viewpoint on life that I'm, I'm never going to, to achieve. And likewise with me, I have my own artistic experience, although limited, but it is still mine, and he's never going to have that. Same thing with every artist in this world, and I think that is part of it. Like That's why no two artists sound exactly the same. They could sound similar. But they're never going to sound exactly 
the same because every person has their own viewpoint of the world and of music and their own experiences in life. And that will shape the way that they see the world and it will in turn uh, shape the way that they see music. And I think that's something that a machine can learn, but I don't think it's ever going to take over. I think that there's always going to be a human part to music because it's, it's such an inherently human thing. Hey, you know, I just, I don't know that. I don't think I agree. Honestly, I think it's going to like come down to marketing at some point. And I can, I'm not going to say I did. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I disagree with you because I, mean, I, I can definitely I, see the future. Think about this. If someone has, you know, your, the say is using the same piece of software you use, has the same plugins that you're using and knows how to use them better than you, they could, there's reasonable chance they could dissect exactly what you did. Oh, of course. That's what I'm saying is like you could, someone could do that to Deadmau5. Someone could take, okay, these are the type of chord progressions he uses. Or someone could watch, you know, Dylan Daljeep's How to Deadmau5 video, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I see a lot of, pa- I mean, I don't have to be a machine to do that. There, are, I listen to Deadmau5 songs and I see a lot of patterns that he does where he turns like, just like a C minor or a C major. And then he, and then the next word is a C minor. Like he just has that like little, like, doo, doo. and he, I mean, I, I can see that now. And would that be hard to program in a machine? No. I mean, we, we could do it now, but you know, I think part of music is coming from the person. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to articulate this. Like, Well, if you okay. don't articulate, I can, can talk I think, else. I think, I think one of the things, and I think this is a good way to put it. If, let's say I had 15 songs that I put out, right? And you had a machine that was fed those same 15 songs, and you told both of us, make a new song. We're most likely going to create different music. But there, but there, but you do know there's like algorithms that already can like take fifteen oh, of songs and like approximate like a song that would fit with those. Like, okay, let me put it like this: How many songs have you made? Working on uh-huh. made. How how many songs do you have? Even like a rough chord progression for anything like that. Just give me at a hundred. At least a hundred. Okay, if you fed those hundred songs. To an to a a computer, and you said, "Okay, I want you to analyze every single one of these songs, and I want you to create a song that is different from all of these songs, but shares the same style and artistic taste." And we told you, "I want you to create a new song." There was. Do you agree with me that the results are going to be different? I. I don't. I think we're going to reach a point where the results aren't as different as we'd like to think they are um, within the next twenty years. Really, twenty years? Really? Hundred percent. Do you think that soon? With how fast, like I've seen the rise of machine learning in my lifetime, absolutely. And yeah, like the exponential rate of computer processing getting better, hundred percent. I don't know where I stand, honestly, because I want to believe that music is always going to be a human thing, but I also have to accept your truth, that that most likely is going to be, 
or that not most likely, but that is a likely path that music can take of just automation. And it's scary, but you know, I mean, when it comes to it now, music is less of the art and more of the money. And anything artistically ultimately is because there's so little money to be had in it comparatively to the amount of people who have a desire to make money from it. That it's always going to come the marketing part of it and being able to create something that's, you know, resonates with people in a meaningful way is always going to be a lot more important than the technical aspects of what someone's doing. I think so, yeah. That being said, you still have to, you know, especially in the electronic music community, you know, you do have to have make technological innovations to really kind of stand out often. Oh, yeah, or different style innovations or just something different. Um, yes. But I mean, this is just this is very well worn EDM podcast territory at this point. Yeah. I think this is like what, be- what every EDM podcast talks about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, t- topics. Oh, I think we kind yeah. of won that one in into the ground. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, age. How old are you? I am nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Let's go. Location. What is your street address? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one two three Pillsbury Lane. <laughs> I am. I, I do know the Muffin Man. He was. He lives down the street. Look, I don't get him out of the thing. I can't talk about it. But if you see him, tell him I want to make it right. No, no questions asked, man. I n- next time I, I I see him, I I'll I'll let him know. Thanks. Um, but like, <laughs> so geographic location. Where are we looking at? Uh, San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. I have had a lot of Texans on this podcast. It's a big state. A lot of people there. A lot of people there. I know a lot at, least, of people there. at least three people from on this Discord server are from there. Wow. Nice, bro. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Yeah, man. I'm um, learning Texas is there. Yeah. Um, Do you know about Austin? That, like that city? I've been to Austin a couple of times. Uh, I don't know it too well, but I know enough about its music scene to... Uh, I mean, I've gone there a couple times just to like, like during festivals and like Austin City, Austin City Limits, just to like go there and see the atmosphere and just like finish, uh, visit the city. I've, I've been there w- with friends. Um, just, uh, just had a good, 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 good time there. Good vibes. Um, good vibes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been to Travis Lake a couple times. Um, a lot, a lot of what I do do in Austin is just like listen to bands or go to obscure restaurants or just go to Travis Lake because I like to to go there and um, uh, ride jet skis because they're fun. They go vroom. Um, gotcha. So yeah, that's our next topic. Where do you, where are you with food culture? Are you like a foodie? Foodie? Um, I'm not a foodie per se. Like I don't. I mean, like, once I find a restaurant that I like, I usually stick by that. Um, and right. I mean, I, I'm not, and I can also understand fine dining too. I mean, um, my my dad is also an engineer, and we, we've gone on a couple of trips back when I was in uh, high school. And I mean, I've been to some pretty nice uh, restaurants, so I I, I can understand like sure. fine dining. But um, 
one of them was in uh we, we, we took a lot of trips to mexico because he he's mexican and he has a family there sure. um and i've been to some nice like brazilian meat houses where they just where you where they just serve you meat non-stop it's every like so like you have a plate in front of you and you have a card that's red on one side and green on the other and if you want more more food you just flip it over to to green and they'll just keep on bringing meats and serving you and then once you're full you flip it over to red and they don't serve you anymore and i've been to restaurants there that have some of the best meat i've ever tasted in my entire life uh like i'm talking ribs where the meat is like it falls off the bone and it's like amazing it's oh, yeah. You don't even need sauces. It's just cooked so amazingly. Um, and I mean, but even though I've tried fine dining, um, I'm not really a foodie. Like my my normal, like my breakfast is like um, a spinach omelet with a biscuit. My lunch is like a sandwich and my dinner is like chicken strips. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a broke college student, dude. I'm not going out to, <laughs> to restaurants. <laughs> Um, yeah. Currently trying to um, subdue a bunch of a few pounds into a defeat at this point. So I think my uh, restaurant days are sort of they're numbered or just a lot more closely monitored. Maybe. Yeah. When I was, that that's one of the it it's a journey. Whenever I was like um, elementary school, like really like middle school kind of, I was like projected to be. Um, like six foot 300 pounds like i was predicted to be a chonker dude so um you don't have to all i can say six foot 300 mm-hmm. pounds we don't have to you know all people who, are, who have those exact proportions um you know a chonker but i mean what what would you call them i'm just someone who's you know on their journey maybe no and i mean one of the things that i had to accept because i was a little bit chubby back then too is like um the hardest part of solving a problem is admitting you have one and i'm not going to say it was easy but i did lose a bunch of weight and now i I have i have have a good diet i mean look chicken strips isn't the best food but i'm not i don't have any health issues and i think that's what i'm I'm looking for so i mean i I wish you the best of luck speaking uh, from um some friends experience that is a fast track to um acid reflux though Excuse me? That sounded like a complicated word. I said, um, speaking from the uh, experience of some of my friends, maybe someone listening to this podcast right now, um, eating nothing but chicken strips for dinner is a very fast track to getting acid reflux by the time you're like 25. Okay, well, I don't eat nothing but chicken strips. Sometimes uh, sometimes I have like, okay, not like fried chicken tendies, but like sometimes I have like like grilled chicken. So I'm not like, oh my god, am I seriously justifying? <laughs> I think I was talking about this here. <laughs> Look, I don't have any health issues, and I don't, I don't eat like shit. I'll, I'll put it like that. I don't eat like, I I try to watch my my, my diet. <laughs> god, it seems like every topic we have, I just get twisted in this like armhole of like, wait, I gotta back up now. <laughs> well, you're, you know. But I mean, I guess I guess that's where it comes from when you're unscripted, but. You know, yeah. Um, comes the tight, comes with the, the honesty, tight, you know. Titus Noose is the one you pull on. Oh my god, that's a good saying. I'm 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 gonna start using that. Uh, perfectly describes it. Because sometimes I say things I don't mean until it's too late, 
and then I'm like, holy shit. Like, um, right, well, I think, you know, it's entertaining for the listeners. Oh yeah. I mean, probably I don't while being broken this much, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's entertainment, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting f- for them to hear me stammer and go back on my words, but you know, right. you learn anything about me. Um, yeah. So, where are you with uh, what? Are you gonna say go go on? I was gonna say how are you with, with with food? Um. Well, I'm very good at eating it. I'm very good at cooking it. Oh. Yeah, I um. Like. Um. Seduced uh, many a many a person with um, my ability to take a recipe from the internet and recreate it. I was gonna say, bro, save some pussy for the the rest of us. You can cook. Damn. Yeah, it's you know it's. I'm you know I'm an artist in the you know purest sense. You know, like I could look at like you know a penny and think, how could I make this into art? I could look oh at, yeah. Like God. we got to make it interesting, right? Look at God and say like, where's the art in that? I mean, I remember I I ate chicken, uh, fr- uh grilled chicken with maple syrup once because I was bored and I want to see what it would taste like. Would I recommend it? No. Am I glad I did it? Of course I am because it's the pursuit of the obscure art. You do you do know that like there's like a very common like incredibly popular dish where that's like the central like part of it though, right? Chicken and waffles. I am familiar with it. By my by my previous statement of I don't like it. I think you can tell my stance on it, which is, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I think that there are foods that should stick to their own domain. Maple syrup should stick to breakfast and get away from my chicken. Um, I think that you've never tried marijuana. I have not. As a college student, it's very su- surprising that I have uh, not done a whole lot of drugs because I like to maintain my sobriety and i have been called the pussy on a lot of occasions but uh i'm not i'm not proud of it but it is using that term yes it's rough i don't like that what's it what term would you use instead i I think i would i would use like something that's the last sort of like gender like focused like calling someone a wimp doesn't pussy mean like pussilamious? Oh, no, there, 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 there's a word here. Hold on, let me look it up. Uh, I, I, I know what I know how you're trying to get out of get out of this. I'm not getting out of this. I, I, I don't know. It's supposed to be a shortened version of pussilanimous, uh, showing a lack of courage or determination. Semicolon timid. Right, but you don't I mean, have any connotation with the female genitalia. Oh, I never said there wasn't. I'm just saying, like, that's a. I think this is where the word comes from. But I mean, it is pretty gendered. But when I use well, those I, words, I feel like remember, like you seen the movie Clerks too. Hmm. You seen the movie Clerks too? I have not. Okay. Well, there is a extensive scene where a guy is trying to prove that the uh, term porch monkey is not offensive. That's very offensive. Yes. And. This is what that's that's you right now. I never said it wasn't offensive. I'm just saying that <laughs> apparently it comes to the <laughs> stop backing me into corners, dude. 
trying to make good for my image, but give you like um, the slightest push, and you're just like you're just in a corner with like a with a sword. I am a I'm a scared little bean, man. You push me into a corner, and I start to scream. Um, The first thing I saw that you said you are a tiny, tiny bean in a big bean world, or something to that effect. That was the first thing I said. Yes, I I I'm a small bean in in a big bean world. Uh, that is the first thing I said on the. I, I think I, I think it was the first thing, but it was one of the first things I said on the server. Uh, I'm a small bean in a big bean world. And is your name Bean? My name is not Bean. What is your name? My name is Kai. K A I. Gotcha. My name is Kyle, which is similar. Piehole? Kyle. How do you spell that? A Y L E. That's a very unique name. You were the first person I've ever met with that name. That's a cool name. Iowa. That's a nice not, name. Not a unique name. That's a, not a nice name. I don't know. I think it's cool. Iowa? I, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with it. Whatever. What, think, what are your bottom five VSTs? Bottom five, like my, my, my the ones I don't like the most or the ones I like the yes, most? The ones you don't like the most don't like the most you said you had a list. okay i'll put it like this i i don't have time to buy vsts i don't like uh, no i don't have the, the the money to buy vsts i don't like but you um, have tried vsts like you have like used plugins for ableton I, I mean there's a difference between the ones i don't like and the ones i don't use I mean, all, I mean, I see a, if you use something, you probably don't like it or you just don't favor it to something else. You know, if you've used NVSTs, theoretically you have a top and a bottom five. Hmm. When you put it like that, my bottom VSTs would be... Hmm. Some shitty piano plugin I got called Neo Piano, which sounds like a piece of ass. Okay. Uh, Sennheiser Amiibo Orbit, which I did because I wanted to try to recreate that 8D sound trend, but it failed horribly because it means I don't know what it. Trend? Um, think of someone holding a speaker, playing music, and then walking around you and moving it up and down. Like a rotary speaker, like a like a Leslie speaker effect. No, no, no. Just like any speaker. Just think of just think 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 of you sitting down in a chair, and there's oh, someone five feet away or like ten feet away from you holding a speaker, really and they heard. walk or, and they walk around you in a clockwise manner, and as they're walking around you, they're moving the, the speaker above their head and below and below their waist, moving it up and down as it's playing music. That is the 8D effect, where the music is just moving around you. Okay, so this isn't someone trying to, like, test out the acoustics of a room. This is a phenomenon people use. If you if you look up 8D music on YouTube, you will hear it, and it is the... It's, it's, it's on the same level as, like, bass boosting a, a song. It's, like, it's not artistic. It's just putting on something to increase something or make it sound cooler. You're not doing anything to the to the to the actual song. You're just adding effects to it. I mean, like, so is like reverb. Reverb is an effect. Yeah, but I mean, if I release like a song and it's just with extra reverb, that's like it's lazy. 
No, that's the 80s. Songs from the seventies with extra reverb. That was eighties music. I I don't uh, I don't take back my statement. Okay, if you so, just have a song and you just add reverb to it or add one thing, it's lazy. Eighties. Lazy, hey man, lady, lazy eighties. Lazy eighties. But yeah, it, it, after the podcast, if you look up eight D music, it's it's it sounds cool. But it's just like I said, it's just you sitting down and someone's ro- like orbiting you with a speaker, and it's just kind of, kind of whack. Um, okay, that was only what three DSTs? Two actually. Two. Oh, okay, I I I had one I was gonna mention. Um, this bass plugin I got. Um, I don't use it a whole lot because it's just a a, a a sampled bass that I don't use because I have an actual bass that I play. If I wanted to sample a bass, which I haven't, but you know, if I if I wanted to, I could play a bass. Um, yeah. Fab filter. I don't like the Fab filter one. It's ugly. It's confusing. I'm scared of it. Um, Can you afford Fab filter? What? How could you afford Fab filter? I can't even afford Fab filters. It was a gift. From my grandmother when she heard that I was that I wanted to make music. That's insanely um, adorable. She gifted you a VST. No, she she gifted me the whole pack. That was like seven hundred dollars, and um, oh, I know my 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 grandma said that she always wanted to be a musician, and uh, she never had the opportunity. And she said if she if if she and she 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 said to herself if one of her grandkids. Um, or if if anybody that she knew um was wanted to start to make music, uh, she would help that fully. And she heard that I she she heard that I started to want to make music, and she was like, okay, you have to prove it first. And so I started taking music theory, and I sent her some early projects that I made on the piano. Uh, I I don't know where they are. I made them back in like my sophomore year of high school, so I I don't know where they are. But um, they were apparently good enough to make her say, okay, uh, I trust you with this. And I want you, I, I don't want you to do, I, I don't want you to become famous. I don't want you to do anything. I, I just want you to use this for your artistic endeavor. And then she gave me all of that filter. And I was like, thanks. Thanks, Gam Gam. Um, that's, that was really nice of you. And so I, I went over to her house and I, I, I took her out for, for dinner. And she was like, you better not fail me. And I'm like, I'll try. And so now I have that filter. Nice. But you also play bass. I do play bass. How long have you been playing the bass guitar for? Uh, about two years. I I bought one with my high school graduation money because uh, my parents were just like, "Here, here's five hundred dollars. Go, go, go to college." And I was like, "Okay, thank you." So I got a bass. College. What? You should have bought an acoustic guitar if you were going to college, though. I was going to, but I didn't want to be that guy because I felt like if I got an acoustic guitar. I would have been that guy, and I refuse to be that guy. I will never be that that guy. All right, though. Let me let let me hear this out. Because I don't want to be. Because I I've met that guy before at, at high school, and I wanted to punch him because he just played simple chords, and he got so much pussy. And I was like, you know what? It's not worth it because I value my I I I value my self respect more than I value any girl. Because it's me before anybody else, and if I don't like m- myself, 
I'm not going to be, I'm not going to do this in good conscience. Yeah, but some of the best songs ever written were four chords. I I get that, and I understand that, but he played the same four fucking chords. Fun, and fun he, fact, you know, like current pop star was 100% that guy by many accounts in high school? Who? Get three guesses. Ed Sheeran. And probably, but incorrect. Not the one I'm thinking of. Justin Bieber. Probably, probably not. I don't think so. I don't think he really went high school. That's fair. Hmm. Who was that guy? I have one guess left. Modern, right? Like, like, give me a, give me a, a time frame. I get, is he popular now? Or are they popular now? Is it a guy or a girl? Let's look at the Billboard charts and let's see where his highest charting song is. Yeah. You don't get to look this. Don't look this up. Don't look this up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna look it up. If you cheat, if you cheat I'm gonna know. And it's. I'm not gonna cheat. I, I'm not. I'm. I, I'm an honest man. I'm an honest man. Well, I think I'm that's gonna fairly clear on this podcast. Back yourself into enough walls to assume that people. F walls at this point. Mm-hmm. How is Chris Chris Brown on the charts? I don't get that. We got a fuck. Okay, he's currently number eighteen for a song that has been on the charts for almost an entire year. Number eighteen for an entire year. Almost an entire year. Fuck, I don't know. I'm post Who Malone, is- actually. Excuse me. Post Malone was like a, like. Was like a guitar guy, like indie kid. I don't know Oliver Tree. Oh, Post Malone. Guy. Post Malone was that guy. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not surprised. Um, I think he does great stuff. Yeah, I I have nothing against Post Malone, but I'm not surprised. You know, he did a four hour podcast with Joe Rogan, if you'll believe it. I saw that. I saw that. I have yet to watch it. I, I ha, have you seen it? Let me it check. It? It's very worth it because he's an insane person. Um, and yeah, he's a crazy person. So it's very you know a very good listen. I have an hour, or I have let's see, two hours and fifty eight minutes left to be four hour ten minute podcast or two minute podcast. Keep listening to it and getting distracted by just anything else. I, I don't. I don't know how people do. I mean, I can talk for two hours, but I don't get how people can listen to podcasts for two hours. Man, that's just you do it like while you're like doing a desk job, or something, you know? Yeah. If I'm like playing a game, alarm. If if I'm like playing a game, I'll listen to a podcast and I'll like have it on it in the background. But uh... exactly, that's how you would do it. You would just have like a four hour session and you would just listen to joe and post yeah. talk about aliens for all right four yeah. hours okay so i was four i need a fifth one i need a fifth i'm sorry i'm looking through my um i'm looking through my um dsts last one i have to be fab filter micro okay. I, I can just I can do all of this in in, in, in ableton and i don't like it looks it looks like it's made for for a, for a child and 
I'm not a, I mean, I'm, I'm not a child. Correct. We've, we talked about this earlier with the whole base doctor thing. I'm not a child. I'm very much not a child, but, um, yeah, those have, those have to be my, uh, my five, which is shitty piano VST, Sennheiser Amiibo Orbit, a base plugin, uh, Fab Filter 1 and Fab Filter Micro. micro. Currently, those are my least favorite VSTs. Gotcha. Okay, now top five VSTs. Top five VST num- number one has to be seat serum. It's a it's a very EDM thing to say, but objectively speaking, serum is an amazing synthesizer that I have done amazing things with. I have it, it's on pretty much every track that I use. It's just so versatile and so configurable, and I can do so much with it. I've made hentai wave tables, as I think you've seen. Um, I didn't see any of the hentai, for the record. You didn't. You didn't see any of the hentai wave tables. I saw. I saw. Maybe see a wave table. I did not see any hentai. Would you like to see it? No. I guess. I guess I need a picture of it right now. You. You would not. Nope. Okay. Uh, okay. A lot of people must have ever wanted to. I don't. I don't know if you're one of those people, but uh, Ed, I've done a lot of things with this plugin, and I. I thoroughly enjoy it. That has to be my my number one. My number two. Has to be um, Fab Filter Pro L2. Okay. Nice limiter plugin, nice UI. Um, love it. I I use it on a lot of my my masters just because it's so like, you know, I can do a lot with it. Hmm. Uh, Fab Fab Filter Pro Q3. Uh, nice equalize. Uh, nice. Um, yeah, a nice equalizer. Love the UI again. Uh, color coded so my uh so i can uh, pretty colors make me happy and it, the colors on here are very pretty and very nice and i like the way it looks and i like the way it functions nice. and two more um for piano i like labs very I'm, nice gentle piano lab uh, soft piano hmm lab soft piano the lab soft piano love it i love it I, so much i can do I actually used that on a podcast that I was um, editing yesterday. Yeah, it's a, it's an, I like it. It's, it's gentle. It can give a really good ambience to a song. There's a song I'm working on right now called Wavion. It's, it's in the intro. I love it. It's a good, soft piano sound. And for my last one, this one should have been no, no, number two, but uh, this one is a close second right behind uh, Serum Cthulhu. I love. Okay. Cthulhu, Chord and Arps. I love our arpeggios in my mixes, and I love what they can do, and I love how they sound. And Cthulhu is the best art plugin I've ever used. And um, I was introduced to it by Deadmau5 in one of his streams, and I was like, hey, that looks pretty neat. And so I got it, and I have no regrets. Because it's amazing. Yeah. I could configure everything. But can you spell Cthulhu? Um, C-T-H-U-L-H-U. There we go. You guys, you guys had it first. Here, that's how you spell Cthulhu. You got it right in the first try. Well, I also was looking at the plugin, but um, that is how you spell it. I'm I'm good. At, I'm good typing if I have a keyboard or like a pen and pencil that I can like write it out. But I can only spell it that fast. So I was looking at it, but I can't spell Cthulhu. Sorry if I'm causing an, an editing problem. If you need to edit out all my stutters, so the podcast moves more. 
No, I don't, I don't really edit this. I you, you just send it. Just send it. Just let it ride. I respect that. I haven't really gotten any complaints. People, you know, people's concern isn't that it meanders. They sort of know that going in when they read that it's a two-hour runtime. Like they, they kind of know what they're getting into. You know. No one, no one can talk for two hours and like stay on a subject or stay on any topic. Man, the conversations are not that orchestrated. Right. Well, I'm also like not that great at talking about any subject in length because I'm you know kind of an idiot as you probably gathered here. I wouldn't call you an idiot, but I mean I'm like that too. You would say mild. You would say that we both are probably idiots. Is kind of what you're getting at. You, it's it's like you suck the words right r- out of my mouth, man. Just pull it out. Uh, yeah, you just like, you, like you grabbed it from the back of my throat, and you just yanked it out of there. It was violent, but I respect you for it. Um, I would never violently touch anything with the back of a nineteen-year-old's throat. Hey, man. Whatever you want with someone's throat, man. What I mean, like, what are they gonna do? Scream for help? No, they can't because your hands down there. Oh yeah, yeah, my hands down there. Hmm. Well, how about you? What are some what are some plugins that you like to, to use for the audience and for my sake? Because I need to know good plugins to get. Because I need my artistic um, sensibilities to be expanded. You know. Let's let's get into this, okay? I I'm ready to get into it whenever you are, man. All right. Top five. Number one. Top five. Top, wait, number one is what? I, I'm going to look them up as I'm doing this because I got to. We got to keep it moving. Got to keep moving. Uh, Faceplant, number one. Faceplant, VST. Yes, Faceplant. Phase. Phase. Plant. I thought, thought it was Faceplant. Some no. planting faces. That's a cool looking plugin. Okay, not number two. Uh, Surge. Surge is an awesome plugin. Surge. A lot of synths. Synth, synth. synth, synth what's number three? Um, what is number three? Number three is a... That's a good question. Um, is a what? Sorry, you cut out like... I'm sorry, what? Oh. Oh. I think he's gone. that Hypotech is having some technical difficulties, audience. It um, might be the end of it. It was a good run. It's a good podcast. He was a good person. He was a good person to talk to. We gave some good subjects. Um, I'm not good at endings. I'll let him decide when he wants to pull the trigger on this or if he's going to fix it. Um, I'm going to sit here and contentment, feel free to go take a shit.
um, let's call this an intermission. This the audience know them. I I ate I ate pizza, it was bomb, uh, and also pineapple on pizza is valid. Um, if you think I think it's wrong, then you're wrong. Well, I think Beautiful. you know, it's like someone with like someone who likes Three Eleven. Someone who People likes what? Likes the band Three Eleven. I don't know what that band is, bro. All I know is that pineapple on pizza. It's pretty pog. Pretty uh. Pretty, pretty good. Okay, so as we people hit, as we were getting into, we, we, we were talking, about, we were talking about favorite plugins. You got to phase plant surge, and you were getting on your third one. Ott. I was, I was gonna put that one on there, but I, I don't use it as much, so I can't, I can't say that. But I use it. A fair o, bit. Ott, Ott is my sixth. Ott um, is good. Ott is is, is very valid. Like OTT, I like M Auto Pitch. M. What does that one do? It's like an auto tune, like a free auto tune. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, it's free. Yeah, yeah, it's part of like the Melda production like set. You download all that shit. Wow, bro. Um, I like Labs is also kind of nice if like a little bit uh, too ubiquitous. I mean, most of what I do is like. But like just like samples, I guess. Um, it's yeah, not what, in phase plan. what what genre do you produce? I feel like that's something we should have got over at the beginning of the podcast. What genre do you produce? This is about you. Oh well, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just a bit too thoughtful. Um, I like to produce a lot of house stuff, a lot of chill EDM. Um, I'm not so heavy into. I'm still, I'm still trying to find out like what genres I specifically want to produce, which genres I, I enjoy producing. But I can say right now I don't want to produce a whole lot of super intense stuff. I like to make stuff that you can listen to in a club and have a good time with, or stuff something you can listen at home and chill out to. Gotcha. So some something very in the middle where it's like you know you can do both things with it. Right, right. House sort of stuff, but. Yeah, that's um, stuff I want to make, which is why I don't use a whole lot of OTT. I, I like to focus on sound d design a lot and make sure that all of my synths and all of my mixing is... Wait, did did you vomit at sound design or was that unrelated yes. to the... No, that was at sound design. That was at sound design. Can you uh, elaborate on that, on, that, on that noise a little bit? Oh, no, it's just... Let's say I don't. I don't know. I feel like there's like there's got to be like more to like making music than sound design. Oh no! I mean, of course there is. I just I I am trying to learn how to mix and master audio and how to do everything with it. And part of having a true creative um, input into your music is knowing how synths 
function and how to make them sound the way you want them to sound. So um, sound design is a scary, um, I, I will admit, I don't wake up in the morning and say, oh boy, time to sound design for two hours to make something oh, I you don't, don't enjoy. Do and repeat. Have you ever um, used um, VCV rack? Do you know what this is? I know I have UCV rack. I've used it. I am intimidated by it. I think it's like an important thing for people to use. I think so. I think analog. I I am really into analog synths, even though I can't afford them. Um, I'm saving up right now to actually buy um, an analog synth. I don't know which one. Just any one. I just want to get an analog. Yeah, I think it's it's on my list as well. I would probably just build a modular though. Yeah, though I mean there is value in in semi modular or non modular synths too. I mean, but oh, I think sure. modular is the is the way to go if you want true creative control. I've I've seen people do crazy stuff with modular synths, things that I can't even comprehend. I can't even understand how you would come close to doing that. Oh, for but, sure. But I also think um, a lot of it's kind of boring. Oh no! It. I mean, it's the pursuit of art. That that's how that's how I justify it. I right. I'm not gonna say I, I I enjoy making chords. I enjoy coming up with ideas, and I enjoy creating the idea. But what I don't enjoy is going through with it. But in order to become an artist, I think there is a certain dedication and a certain um. There needs to be a drive, and yep. I have that drive because I, I worked on Wavion for a while now. And even though it's tedious when I change something minute and then now my mixing is invalid anymore, something's louder than something else and I have to go back in or remix everything. At the end of the day, I still do it because I enjoy the accomplishment of doing it. I can look at a track and say, I worked for this track. And now that it's done, I can say that I... I endured it and that I have completed it myself. And I think right. that's something very important because now you have that pride when you're making a track, you have that, um, you, you have the ability to say, this is my complete creative, um, thing, which is why I like to get into sound de design and, um, Mac and why I want to learn mixing and mastering. I know a lot of people can outsource mixing and, and, and mastering, but I want to learn it because I I know it's going to be hard and I know it's going to be tedious and I know it's going to be difficult and I know it's going to be um, a, a pain. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't want to outsource my music to any anybody else. Um, but I want to work on it myself so I can have the ability to say I made this every part of this I made. And I don't see anything wrong with, these, with using presets, but I use presets as more of like a, what did they do to make this sound? And then how can I change it so I make it personal to me? Right, absolutely. I think that's the way you should use presets. And I mean, I, I, I've used presets, but then I change them. You know, I never, I, I think that using presets um, by themselves, I'm not going to say, is a wrong thing but i do think that it is something you should stray away from right. because you're just it, it in my opinion it's like legal plagiarism like it's it, you're, you're taking someone else's work and using it i think that you need to have that personal touch to your music and then once you have that 
you know, then it's yours. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using presets um, if you really want to, because you're technically just taking like a sound and then you're putting your own chord progression with it and your own stylistic choices with it. And you're technically making it, making it your own thing. But in my opinion, if you really want to make a sound your own, you can use a preset, but you have to change it um, in order to make it unique to you. Or you can use it for an inspiration or something like that. But um, if you just use straight presets, uh, it's just, in my opinion, un unoriginal and really, um, you know, I, 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 it's I, I would antithetical to the pursuit of electronic music, which is like a timbral experience more than anything. No, yeah, I mean, electronic music has a very clear like saw wave. You, you know, it has that yeah. very electronic sound to it. But you know, just because there's just a like there are different saw waves you can use or different ways you can manipulate them. There are different things you can do to them. There's a, there's a lot of different options. And I think that using um, a preset is very limiting to your creative output. And I think learning synths and how they work, I mean, in order to be completely proficient with the software that you're using and the equipment that you're, you're using, you have to be able to know how it works, why it works and how to make it do what you want it to. So then you have complete creative control and you can, pretty much just command it to do whatever you want it to do yeah and absolutely. then like, and that, that's what i'm I'm not going to say I'm, I'm a genius at, at serum hell I, I don't know how to make good sounding growls i don't know I, i'm just getting into the whole um what's it called the global tab where make growls the the matrix tab i mean i'm learning and that's that's what's fun about it you know, I, I don't know how to make growls yet. I'm still learning how to import different wave tables and how to use different things and how to shape the sound the way I wanted to. But yeah, yeah. that's part of it. I, I, I can admit I'm not proficient in serum. I mean, I can make basic sounds and some uh, intermediate noises, but I don't know how to make it do exactly what I want it to. But that's OK, because it's the pursuit of the craft and the knowledge that makes it interesting. Yeah, 100 percent. Um, so I make like a weird mix of like, um, I guess like bass house and like alt rock mm -hmm. for stuff. Like, I don't know how to put like a genre on it because I sort of switch genres every like three songs. Um, just to get bored. Mm -hmm. I think, I think limiting an artist to a genre is very close minded. I think that everybody... Uh, I feel like there there are very few people in this world that only like and enjoy one genre. So I mean, right. I, but they're also have you tried something. combining them? What? Have you ever tried combining those two genres, like having EDM styles and alt rock, or having alt rock? Oh, I do uh, all the time. I think my best stuff does that. Um, let me send you something right now that I would oh, probably consider my best. My best because it probably it fuses the fuses them in the closest sort of way to um, what I'm interested in. And I don't know if I've ever put out one of my songs on one of these. I think I might do that, put that at the end of this so people can listen to this and talk about it or at least understand some prior reference to the work I make. No, oh, yeah. Um, Cardboard Jazz. Cardboard Jazz. Interesting name. Okay, well, yeah. I open it up in my browser. I will take a listen after the, the podcast. Well, if you want to do like a play along, we can, you know, talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, Want to get like rhythm in here or something? We can just like listen to it or go buy it. I mean, I, I think syncing it up. I, I can just put it at the end. 
Okay. So you want to play it now and just go do a play by play by it, or yeah, you'll just, yeah, you just you listen to it, you talk about it, and then at the end of the podcast, okay. I'll put it there so people can be like, oh, that's what they're talking about. It's all cardboard. Okay, let me listen to it. So I'm starting it right. Shit. Okay. Starting it now. Oh my god. Okay. Spotify's thing is being weird. It's like I'm clicking and then it's dragging without me clicking. Okay. So at the beginning, go. Hmm. I feel like the beginning was a little bit abrupt, but yeah, that, that's kind of uh, the whole joke of it, though. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, the synth part is really nice. That was just like I got uh, a Mr. Bill tutorial. Mm-hmm. Like I watched his like masterclass on like making like they're called mud pies, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just thought it would be really funny to start a song with the drop because I had never heard that before. Yeah. I um I have a um proclivity for is that you over t- is, is that you talking in the back of the track? It's in the front of the track, but yes. <laughs> yes, that's me. I like when songs do that where they're like meta and they, they talk about the song in the in the song. I don't know how to. I think like, it's neat. I don't know how to not do that. I had a song at one point where I was like particularly burnt out. Where I, during the pre-chorus or the bill, that I like said, "Okay, so a drop's coming. So be ready for that." Whoop de doo! What does it all mean, man? You know, well, it's, you know, it's like a, you know, the sort of sarcastic undercutting of me just sort of waxing philosophical for, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah. What does it all mean? And then, you know, I got to admit, man, the, the bass on this song is, is bumping. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, but like I'm playing guitar on that. Like, I'm obviously I'm vocalizing. I played bass on that too, probably. And then it's like that juxtaposed with like, you know, this sort of bass house you kind of drop. What? what what did you use for the bass sound? I think I just used operator for that. Either operator or serum. And it's really in, and there's this really interesting metallic y sound at, at the end too. And I think it's really neat. It sounds like a almost like a digital metal drum. Sounds really nice. That might actually be a drum sound. Sounds too digital, though. It's, uh, I think that's just called using a flanger. That was nice. I I, I like that. Yeah, that's. That was that's, that, that, that 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 was neat. I I, I like that. That's my uh, thesis statement. For most of you, just that was neat. It was neat. Nietzsche? It was neat. 
Well, I mean, that's what you want from someone to listen to your music, right? You, you, you don't want to say that's what I expected. You want to say, yeah, that's pretty neat. No, I want someone to say I cried at the emotion of it. I want someone to say I can wept. You not, I wept in can, tears. Can, can, I, can you not hear the um made me the emotional me, breakdown I'm having right now? Made me I'm breaking down right like now. to be human again. He made me think, rethink the entire human experience. You know, that's what Nina Simone does. Made me rethink the entire human experience. I I I wouldn't go that far, but it was a pretty good song. Well, no, that's like what Nina Simone does. Who's Nina Simone? Nina Simone. Mita? Nina, N-I-N-A. Nina Simone. Oh. That's what Bowie did. Check that out today. Oh, yeah. Bowie? David Bowie. I guess music too. Uh, D-A-V-I-D. I, I know who I know who, 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 who <laughs> David. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh David did. Bowie? No, just uh, I was spelling David for you. David, because you had it. Yeah. His friends call him David, or called him David. I suppose he's with us. Call me David Bowie. Call me by my full name, because I'm pretentious. Man, I don't. Seems like a lot. What if he had like a long ass name? Da- David Theodore like, Bowie. Like what if David Foster Wallace assumed ev- made everyone call him by his full name? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know what's, about you, but there, 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 there comes a point where I'm not. Um, Kai. Renhel. Renhel. Yeah, that's a short name. That's that's reasonable. R A N G E L. Um, that's my name. Uh, though I like to go by Kai because that's my first name. Man. Um. Hmm. Oh, got, yeah. You got any other? You got any other topics? I got. I got ten more topics, man. Dude, I'm ready to keep on going, bro. Oh, let's let's keep this this train rolling. What are your thoughts about politics? Um, a bunch of baby men being babies. Done. It's just Marketing. it's just a bunch of baby men. We're we're no we're we're done with that. It was concise. We're done. With, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> nothing else to say. Marketing. Marketing, very important, but you shouldn't overdo it. You should um definitely put yourself out there i think marketing is very important to be to um getting yourself out there and maintaining relevancy because advertisements aren't just to sell you something they're to get the idea in your head that the brand is still relevant that's why brands like apple still post out advertisements even though they most likely don't need it because it's just you know they're still relevant in the sphere so i think advertisements are really good for getting your music out there and also maintaining relevancy and I think that marketing, like having a symbol or a logo or in like Dead Mask cases, a helmet and like a marshmallow cases, a helmet, just like something marketable, uh, I think is good because you need something to remember you by because you, you, your name is going because people don't remember uh, names as well as they do images, in my opinion. Or from my experience, people remember images a lot better. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Good man. 
doing good things. Um, he's done a couple of shady things here and there, like like when he said Tesla stock is way too high. People, um, that's pretty. I mean, I'm not gonna make any acu- accusations, but people said um, that that's pretty clear that he was lowering Tesla stock on purpose to artificially inflate it to buy it himself and make a bunch of money. Um, but overall, I think that despite any corporate shadiness that he might be doing, I think that um, SpaceX is very interesting because they've made a lot of space travel accomplishments because that is the, the, the next frontier and what people should be focusing on. Space and I respect rock. Tesla. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I respect Tesla We're for on the what space they've... Rock they've... What, what, what about Space Rock? What are your thoughts on it? Alt, what? What are your thoughts on Space Rock? Um, there are rocks in space. I don't know like, what space like, rock is or what you're. It's like a like a musical genre. I am not too familiar with it. Okay, then go talk. Go back to talking about fancy cars. I like Tesla because electric cars, and I think that they're the future. Cool. That's what, you think That's is, what are the top five things that you think are the future? Top five things I think are the future: AI. I think a lot of people give AI a really bad rap because they think, oh, it's going to be super smart and take over the, the world. But you also have to remember that it's a machine and we program it. So if we just say, don't kill people, it can't kill people. Right, like the that? same way Siri is an AI and it doesn't, sh- it doesn't talk without permission or doesn't do anything because it's not programmed to. I think AI gets a really bad rap from science fiction, but in actuality, it's going to be a tool that if used correctly, will push humanity to a next frontier of scientific understanding because machines are vastly more intelligent than we will ever be. Tight. Um, that's, that's two, I think. Two topics. Yeah. Well, you got two, you got two of five. You got AI, you got electric cars. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I'm, I'm kind of, so electric cars, I think electric cars are part of the future. I think AI is part of the future. I think space travel is going to be something a lot uh, seen a, a lot more in the next century or two because there are a lot of resources in asteroids that uh, are untapped by us. Rare minerals, gold, titanium, platinum, um, or rare relative to Earth, but you know the universe is big and there are a lot of rocks out there. So I think uh, asteroid mining is going to be a thing in the next century or two that yep. is going to take uh, a lot. I think helium three mining on the moon is going to be something. This kind of go. This is still n- number three with space travel. Um, I think that helium mining on the moon and moon bases are going to be more more prominent because of the resources that are on the moon. I saw a documentary about that recently. What are your thoughts on space? Yeah, flight? very interesting. Um, space travel is going to be there. Uh, I think. But a, a bit of an obscure one, but I think if used correctly, Neuralink is going to be one of the bit, one of the game changers of the species. Because if you're um, sewing neuro- artificial neurons into the brain, its initial um, purpose was to, instead of because the, our current use of uh, artificial limbs is using muscles to simulate yep. uh, the articulation of joints. Uh, but it, once we have a Neuralink, we can stitch neurons into the part of the brain that controls the missing limb run the, the neurons through the body to the uh, prosthetic, and then now you have complete control over the prosthetic via neurons. But the future of that is to stitch more neurons in, into your brain, 
it advances the technology so you can listen to music in your brain you can browse the internet in your in your head you can do a lot of things and even completely immersive virtual reality where you're feeling and smelling and experiencing the actual world as if you were there uh, i think that's going to be uh completely game changing for the the, the species um for better or for worse because there are definitely ways that that could be utilized properly and there are definitely ways that that can be the detriment and the end of our species as a whole but i think that regardless that is going to be something very prominent in our future and <sighs> lastly one of the things i hope is the future is nuclear energy i hope that we find a way to move away from fossil fuels and every kind of energy that is currently out there, uh, whether it be solar, wind, hydroelectric, or geothermal, uh, are all extremely detrimental to the environment that they in inhabit in some way. Um, wind turbines kill, kill birds and migration patterns ruin ecosystems. Solar panels become irradiated. Hydroelectrics can damage e ecosystems along with geothermal, which can severely damage e ecosystems. I think that nuclear energy is the way of the future. And if used correctly, with thorium and plutonium, because I read something about that, um, it will be the future of humanity once we learn to tap into that and safely dispose of nuclear waste materials. I think that would be the uh, holy grail of electricity. Gotcha. So it sounds like you know a lot about space. I find it very interesting. That's why I'm studying aer aeronautical engineering to begin with. I, I, I know I said I don't want to go into school, but, you know, that's... Um, that's why I'm into it. I was gonna joke. I was gonna jokingly dance around the subject for the humor of it. But if you don't, you're not interested in the humor, then we can move on to. No, no, I'm fine things. with it. I just don't want. I just don't want to talk about studies. Like you, 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 you can't be like, why I got into that field? What I like in there? I just don't want to talk about studies a whole lot because it's. I, really just, I, I thought. It, but... I thought it would be funny to like dance around a topic that you didn't want to talk about as closely as possible without actually talking about it. Oh no, I'm, I'm fine with talk. I'm fine with. I'm fine with anything, bro. Well, then there's then the joke is gone, man. Um, okay, well, well, Mark, how was your sex life? How was my sex life? Um, uneventful. Um, not it, it's both by choice and by situation. Um, I don't like to go to a lot of parties, and um, a lot of the girls that I um are around are really immature, they're, they're the type that want they're they're old enough. To make their own decisions, but they're young enough to still make bad ones. Uh, right. A lot of girls are in in scandals, and a lot of girls cheat, and a lot of girls are still like super entitled, and they're like, "Yeah, I cheated on my boyfriend. What of it? Like, I like my body count is like forty, and like they get drunk at parties and they brag. And like, I'm not into that, you know. Uh, I've met not a couple of girls that I like, but uh, some of them moved away, or you know, where we 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 had a thing and it just didn't work out, but. Um, I try to focus on my own studies because I don't want to get just distracted by anything because I do understand that, you know, horny college girls are going to be good and amazing. But in the long run, I'm trying to think of this like ultimate, like the end of it. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in college to get laid or go to parties or do anything. I'm in college to uh, get my degree. And but like that is the time to like do those things. Like you should still like no. have those experiences. No, I mean, and I, 
I go to parties with my, my friends and like, I'm, I'm not a complete hermit, you know, I still have fun, but it's not my main focus. I, 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 my, my thoughts on it is like, if it happens, I'm not going to stop it, but I'm not going to chase it either. You know, like it, it, life is going to come and go. And my primary focus right now is on my education. Um, cause I'm paying for it. And, um, I, I wanted to make the best of that. And I want to do the best of my career because then I'll have plenty of time to do whatever I want. But right now, I <clears throat> right now I really need to buckle down, and I really need to start focusing on what's important for my future. And getting laid isn't a huge part of that, so I need to focus on it. So I'm not gonna have a career as a DJ, I see. <laughs> And then I don't know. Music for me right now is kind of if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm not too, I'm not going to be, I mean, if it happens, great. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. You know, I'm, I'm still going to be doing what I love. Right. And uh, I'm happy. I'm content with that. Cool, man. Um, let's see. You seen the movie The Room? Thoughts on it? Is that is that the oh hi mark? That was where the how was your sex life question came from. Oh, uh, the room. I haven't seen it. I'm I'm not I'm not a huge I'm not huge in into in movies. To a lot of my friends' dismay, because they make a lot of movie references and I don't get them, but uh, they're on my my list. My, my main problem is like I don't know where to find movies or watch them because I go on I, all I have is like a Netflix account and I go it's, on there and I'm there, and it's like there's so many movies there. It's like all the movies. I know. I just don't have time. I mean, I'm, I'm either making music or not making music. That's or studying. That, that is masturbating. Surprisingly, um, <laughs> you were so taken back by that. <laughs> like you stopped dead in your tracks. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I need to, I need to recuperate after that. You're so thrilled <laughs> about that, dude. <laughs> Is that the first time you've thrown that at somebody and they just completely lose composure? <laughs> I don't want to punish people that make them lose composure. To be fair. Oh my god. You no, because it, <laughs> yes, I I do whack it, but I mean it doesn't take up a whole a whole lot of my time. It's like I don't know if I if I'm feeling myself one afternoon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! No, it doesn't take a whole lot of your time. So how how much time are we talking? <laughs> 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 I don't know, like like thirty minutes. <laughs> I mean, I remember one day I went for five and a half hours. I do not recommend that. Yeah, that sounds painful. Um, it, yeah, it was. Uh... Oh, God, now 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 I'm remembering it. It was uh, it was, it was painful, but uh, I finished it like a champ. It's good. It was horrible. It was horrible, but. 
you know, Malva can't call me a quitter. 